You're listening to the YWAM Nashville Podcast. My name's Cody. My name's Michael, and we'll be your hosts for this season. You blew up something. <laughs> it didn't get here. <laughs> I blew up your phone line. Well, at least I don't have to answer calls anymore. <laughs> so what's up guys welcome to episode 17 17 here we are and Again. we have the lovely miss andrea with us can Starring. we use your name is that okay yes all right that's fine um yeah introduce I, her some more later but uh that we will i <laughs> what are we praying for today cody well glad you asked um uh, you can keep praying for Beirut, Lebanon. They are uh, still recovering. It's going to take quite a while. I think a note on that. I don't remember if we said this last time, but um, one thing is just to pray that, like, that the Lord moves kind of in all that because the Lord has, like, a really good ability to, like, pick up, like, I don't know, make good things out of, like, messy situations and um, devastating things. And so just praying that the Lord would, like, have his way and, bring like hope and stuff even in the midst of like such devastation you know yeah um i think lately the lord's been highlighting a lot like those family members that we just don't really have faith for you know Mm. or that we think are like really hard cases or like very far from the lord or something and just to like have faith and actually believe that he can do things um there was one other thing oh and if you could pray for the DTS is coming up. Oh, yeah. Um, in general, but specifically as of right now, the students are really unsure because of all the COVID stuff. And so we have a bunch of students who are interested, but they're just having difficulty hearing what the Lord's saying. I think maybe uh, the potential like risks and obstacles seem a little larger in their mind than they usually do around this time of year. So if you just pray for... Lord, to speak clearly and yeah. provide for all them students. Yeah, it's kind of a lot of just general unsureness, I think, with all the stuff that's going on and kind of lots of thing, things being on hold and, like, closed, but, like, potentially opening up and different things. And so yeah. it's just kind of a question of... In the world in general. <laughs> yeah. So there's a question of, like, what... How to, like, handle things and, you know, what... It's not to say we're unsure about having the DTS. That's definitely happening. It's happening. All right. Now it's uh, highly anticipated. It's that time of day. But I I need to learn more things to say in that phrase. Anyways, the exciting part of the episode. uh, Freaking dad jokes with Cody. So, in case you haven't known, we've been playing with some different intro themes and stuff. And I'm excited about today's... uh, so Here we yeah, go. you can let us know. Could be anything. What you think? <laughs> <laughs> I had a couple different on hold, and I was debating, and I've decided right in this moment. <clears throat> Here we go. Oh, spooky! <laughs> it's time for dad jokes with Cody Brown. <laughs> Prepare your soul <laughs> for the inevitable. 
humor. <laughs> I'm terrified of elevators. <laughs> I'm going to start taking steps to avoid them. Oh, man. <laughs> 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 you fiend! How could you? <laughs> it's got way more dramatic up in here. <laughs> oh man! Do you have any more? Uh, I used to hate facial hair, but then it grew on me. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh the song's getting weird. Yep, the end. <laughs> All right, there's that. <laughs> I guess we're doing spooky dad jokes today, <laughs> but that's fine. It's kind of all Scooby Doo or something up in here. Dad jokes with Cody. Tune Thank in you. next Thank week you. for a new theme. <laughs> Andrea, what'd you think? <laughs> she's beyond she's words. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I can't tell if she's having a good time or regretting her decision. <laughs> I mean, I think dad jokes are great. So. That's good. <laughs> a lot of times it seems like the females actually appreciate dad jokes more than than a lot of the dads do. Yeah, interesting. Except Alina. <laughs> Alina rolls her eyes every time. Yeah. Alina cringes a lot internally. <laughs> <laughs> I think you should have a send in your own dad jokes thing. Ooh, oh, yeah. That's a good idea. That is a great idea. If you have some good dad jokes, then uh, you can email them to us at podcast at org, and we'll... Absolutely. Uh, We'll pick the best ones and we'll keep them on here. That's brilliant. Yeah, I've already gotten a few actually. From have you? Yeah, yeah. Mainly your dad, <laughs> <laughs> who, who might be listening now. So hey, dad. Hi. <laughs> How you doing? All right. So that brings us to the main topic. Here we are. You are here. Main topics, Bill. <laughs> featuring, featuring Andrea. <laughs> Andrea is uh she's a great organizer and she loves to worship and um she was in our last DTS whoop, whoop. that I was also in as staff and it was great. And yeah. So we invited her to speak with us. We felt like the Lord was highlighting her for this week and she prayed about it and she was like, "Let's talk about hope." And we were like, "All right. Let's do it. Let's do it." <laughs> That's what we're talking about today. Let me talk about hope. So Andrea was telling me that she wanted to share a story um, from her life that like the Lord was speaking to her about. So that might be a good place to start off and then we can go from there. What you think? Yeah. Um, it was, it was about 18 months ago, a little bit more than that. Um, my little sister, passed away of cancer and I was just like in this place of like I don't even know like why this happened like why did like my 11 year old sister die of cancer like I, I could have had cancer like that would have been fine and I was like I was questioning it and I remember calling my church and being like is anyone using the sanctuary right now and they're like no nobody needs it until like 3 30 or something like that so i was like okay i'm coming over there because i lived across the street mm. walked over oh, sat on the floor in the front of the sanctuary and i was like jesus i think i need you more than i need answers to this wow and so it good. was just this moment of like okay like this is what i really need like i would love answers and i would love to know like 
why she got cancer and like why these things happen but just this like place of like humbling myself and being like lord i need you more and i need like you to be here with me and i need to know that you're like still here even though she's not and even though like my world feels like it's in chaos right now mm-hmm. That's really which good. Yeah. um in turn like made me realize that there is hope for the future because god is still good even when these horrible tragedies happen yeah, yeah absolutely <laughs> yeah andrea was uh talking to me a couple days ago when we were like still working out the um episode stuff and she said something like that and i was like I just realized that a few minutes ago when I was doing research on hope, but you like had this realization (laughs) like a while ago. And so I feel like that's definitely like a focus the Lord has for us is like hope being less of a kind of shaky future kind of thing and more like something you can fall back on, like she's saying. And so I think that's good. Thanks for sharing that story, by the way. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) So is there a way that, like, within that, that, like, Jesus kind of showed up um, on, like, a like a practical sense? Because I'm sure it wasn't even in that one moment, but, like, kind of a, like, continuous um, journey of, like, of God, like, revealing, like, his goodness to you. And then, like, you kind of, like, choosing that perspective versus, like, wallowing in misery, you know? I mean, like, the last three months of her life were super hard. Because um, she had come home from the hospital like in October and they didn't think she was going to make it more than a couple of weeks. But it turned out we got until, you know, mid-January. So it was like this living in this like almost suspended time of like, how long do we really get? I don't know. And trying to embrace it and make the best of it. And like it would go from good to bad and... Um, so I ended up moving in with my family at the time and like helping take care of her and like working a job where I had to be like up at 430 to go to work. And so it was just like, it was literally the Lord's faithfulness and like he alone kept me going through those months because I don't remember sleeping much. I, I think I ate like, you know, you just get into this groove of like, I'm going to do all the things I'm going to go to work and I'm going to come home and I'm going to make food and I'm going to take care of her. And like, I would get up in the middle of the night with her because the nights were the worst because, you know, that's when you're like contemplating your own existence because everything's quiet and no one is around to um, like talk and there's no noise. And so like just through that time, realizing that, Like he was literally the one that kept me going because there was no humanly way that I would have kept going for three months the way that I was going. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking about uh, like kind of we were talking about different things with hope and there's different verses, but we were talking about how it comes to this like like your bottom most like underlying level of pretty much everything is like your hope if you have hope but it like is your hope in the Lord. And, uh, I don't know, like that's the foundation that you're, you're standing on basically is some different conclusions that we came to, but it sounds like, like that kind of like hope in the goodness is like really like, like you said, like what kept you going and what kind of the, the foundation for you like pressing through, like was that there was hope, you know? So, yeah. yeah. So, 
uh, one thing I think we should talk about is just what is hope? You know, I remember during that same conversation before the episode I was talking about, um, Andrea was saying, it's not really what we normally refer to it as. So what would you kind of say it is if it's not what we would normally refer to it as? I was reading a bunch of different definitions of like what is hope in different Bible dictionaries and stuff. And the one that I found that I really liked said that hope differs from wish or desire in this. It implies some expectation of obtaining the good desired. Mm. Hope leads to joy where wish and desire can produce um, pain and anxiety because there's no guarantee in those things. Mm. And I also read the other day that like hope and trust go hand in hand. Like you can't have hope if you don't like trust. And so like trusting the Lord and trusting in his character is what gives you hope. Yeah. I, I see in um, movies and music and culture and stuff, at least in America, where they'll like talk about hope being what got them through in kind of a secular sense. And that never really made sense to me because I was like, there's nothing about hope that's like consistent or steady in like the way that they're talking about it in the secular context. You know, it's like you're saying wish or desire. It wasn't like something you could fall back on. It's like, ah, uh, literally the only thing that I have available to me right now is just a wish for a better future, you know? And I'm yeah. like, that isn't something I can hold on to. I don't understand. I can't relate to this in this story. And then as we were doing research on hope, it was like, our hope isn't like unsure or shaking. Like our hope is that we'll one day be with Jesus and that he's like with us the whole rest of the way. And that we can get everything that we ever need from him. But it's kind of like focused on the future and that we won't have these struggles anymore. And that that's been like promised and guaranteed to us. And that God's character is to like carry that out and to see us through. And it's like this solid, like certain thing. Mm -hmm. And so that makes a lot more sense when you're like, I'm depending on hope right now. Because you're like, it's this solid, like concrete, God made a promise to me that you can depend on. It's like the most powerful being in the world who cannot lie was like, this is what's going to happen. And you're like, okay, well, it's like, it's like, for instance, when you see, when you like watching a movie and you know how it's going to end. So you're like, oh, this character can't really die right now. Cause they're going to like make it to the end and it's going to be great. Like there's a sequel to this movie and it's still about the main character. <laughs> yeah. And it kind of relieves some of the tension of the movie. And I'm like, that's how we're supposed to live. Like, no matter what, like our ending is good. We know that there's a sequel and it kind of helps to relieve some of the tension. Yeah. You know, cause you're like, even if I do die, it's not the end. Like there is a sequel. So, yeah. And I think kind of what I was thinking before I figured out how to formulate into better words based on what you were saying, but it's less of a focus. Like hope is less of a focus on like, like a lack. It's like the worldly definition. There's like, this lack that you have and you're like desiring for that to be filled. But like we said, it may or may not be versus the Jesus hope, which is like, actually there's something to stand on here. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you actually do have this. It's actually like a solid something that you can grasp onto. And really the only solid something that you can grasp onto. But so I don't know. 
it's just blowing my mind right now. So good. I've never thought about hope as something that's like integral to my life, but it really is. Yeah. I don't think I ever thought about it that way until like the last couple of years. And my middle name is Hope. Come so on, that's right. It actually is. <laughs> it's literally it in my name. Is. And I'm like, what is this? Why was I named that? But he's like, you're going to need this. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's like we can have hope because like God is going to fulfill his promises to us. Not because we think he might or if we're really good, he'll do it but like he said he was going to fulfill his promises to us yeah exactly period the yeah. end come on take it to the bank cash it out well speaking Just of that on. uh we could we did grab a few scriptures i don't oh, know yeah. if you if you have yeah. any on hand so that will segue into the next more segue question. <laughs> all kinds of segueing <laughs> it's the geekiest segue fest you ever saw <laughs> <laughs> got my pocket protector and my segue uh fanny pack fanny pack <laughs> We wanted to talk about where we can see hope in scripture. So that's what we'll do next. Like Michael said, but obsessively <laughs> <laughs> compulsively asking <laughs> questions from the episode outlines I wrote up. <laughs> so, Andrew, do you have any that you have on hand? Um... The one that came to my mind first was Hebrews 6.19. And in the ESV, it says, We have this as a sure and steadfast anchor of the soul, a hope that enters into the inner place behind the curtain. But then I was reading it in the Passion Translation, and it's so good. So I'm going to read 18, 19, and 20. So it is impossible for God to lie, for we know that his promise and his vow will never change. And now we have run into his heart to hide ourselves in his faithfulness. Mm. This is where we find his strength and comfort, for he empowers us to seize what has already been established ahead of time, an mm. unshakable hope. We have this certain hope like a strong, unbreakable anchor holding our souls to God himself. Our anchor of hope is fastened to the mercy seat, which sits in the heavenly realm beyond the sacred threshold and where Jesus, our forerunner has gone in before us. Yeah. Amen. So good. I like, that picture. I like that picture of the anchor. Cause it's such like a real, like solid thing. It's not like, well, yeah. maybe they will find out. You're like, it's a, it's an anchor. Exactly. Cody, you got one. Let's check out this first Peter one. And this is in first Peter. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who, according to his great mercy, has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to obtain an inheritance which is imperishable and undefiled and will not fade away, reserved in heaven for you, who are protected by the power of God through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. In this you greatly rejoice, even though now for a little while, if necessary, you have been distressed by various trials, so that the proof of your faith, being more precious than gold which is perishable, even though tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and honor and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ. I like this uh, Romans fifteen thirteen. It's, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that by the power of the Holy Spirit you may abound in hope. So it calls God the God of hope. 
and kind of what we mentioned as far as praying for Beirut, like just praying for the Holy Spirit to like do what he does and come in and uh, bring hope re- even in the midst of just craziness uh, in the same way that he did for Andrea um, by the power of the Holy Spirit, you know. Any others? Any others? I feel like there's a ton of I've them. I've got another one. But do you have one, Andrea? I do too, but go ahead. <laughs> All right. Mine is a Second Corinthians 4. 16 through 18. Look at us being all researched up. I know, for (laughs) once. (laughs) Therefore, we do not lose heart, but though our outer man is decaying, yet our inner man is being renewed day by day. For momentary light affliction is producing for us an eternal weight of glory far beyond all comparison. Mm. While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporal but the things which are not seen are eternal. Come on. It's basically just saying what we've been talking about, but in a really epic way. <laughs> what you got, Andrew? Yeah, so this one from Romans actually kind of goes with that. It's Romans 8, 24 and 25. For in this hope we were saved. Now hope that is seen is not hope. For who hopes for what he sees? But if we hope for what we do not see, we wait for it with patience. Come on. That's good. And Hebrews actually talks a lot about hope. I have a handful of those I wrote down to just touch on. This is Hebrews 6, and he says, But beloved, we are convinced of better things concerning you Hmm. and things that accompany salvation, though we are speaking in this way. For God is not unjust so as to forget your work and the love which you have shown toward his name in having administered and in still ministering to the saints. And we desire that each one of you show the same diligence so as to realize the full assurance of hope until the end so that you will not be sluggish, but imitators of those who, through faith and patience, inherit the promises. Mm. So good. And I just had one more, which is Hebrews 11, 1. Is that the one you read earlier? No, but I have that one also. (laughs) Okay, good. (laughs) Do you want to read it then? Sure. Sounds good. (laughs) Now, faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. Conviction, right there. Things not seen. It's so good. I feel like there's so much depth there. I'd, I would have to like ponder that for a long time to like really unpack that. Man. And then after that, it even says, "For by it the men of old gained approval," mm. which I don't really think about much. But it's like, it seems like in these verses, he's kind of talking about hope and faith, kind of interchangeably, being like how we attain to the promises of God and like gain and it makes sense because like Abraham had to like trust and hope in what the Lord was saying but like we said it was like a he was like convinced of it or like Moses to like go and stand before Pharaoh and be like well uh, God wants you to let these people go you know all your slaves that you run your country with yep you just it seems let us go out into the wilderness and worship and stuff it seems like Hope and faith are interchange or like intertwined, I guess, and it's kind of like this underlying base layer to everything. Having relationship with God, even yeah, exactly. Did anyone else have another verse? Oh, uh, so something that we were talking about yesterday that I just remembered was kind of uh, in our Kingdom Culture episodes. We were talking about like the base, like philosophy being the love of God like everything's got to be like like the roots are like the love of the Lord and yep. 
so I was just thinking about that, and I was thinking um, that we have to have hope in that. Like, the bridge for that is hope in of itself. Like, we trust and hope that the Lord is who he says he is, that he actually does care, that he actually does love us, you know. But, again, it's not in this, like, graspy sort of weird worldly way. It's more of a, like, I am utterly convinced of this, and yeah. therefore it shapes my life. Yeah, it changes the way you interpret God in his entirety. Yeah. If you have that hope or if you don't. Which segues us into the next, uh, what oh, yeah. role should it play in our lives and what does hope look like practically? Oh, yeah. I think from uh, from Andrea's testimony, we see like a big practical application of like, I don't know, your hope and what you're convinced of is something that's so much greater than like your circumstances and stuff, which... I don't know. I feel like people talk about having hope and stuff in sort of this like vague, like idealistic, but not super practical way. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, if you are convinced of the goodness of the Lord in all of life and all circumstances, like that's going to drastically affect how you're living your life, you know, in comparison with people who don't say have that hope, you know? Yeah, I know. Andrea, part of your heart behind wanting to share this was like wanting to kind of just share the hope that you relied on with other people. So what would you say to someone who's going through something hard right now and like needs to lean on God? I have to think about how to answer this because the only thing that's popping in my mind right now is get on your face. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you can say that. I mean, like, I feel like that's basically what I did though. Like, Get on your face. <laughs> Those three words. <laughs> Turn on your worship music and get on your face. Come on, sounds good. <sighs> it reminds me of like in worship when you like you can walk into worship and like be in this really horrible headspace. And so like you're not necessarily always worshiping out of like, I truly believe what I'm saying, but sometimes you're worshiping out of like, I have to declare this over myself and over my situation until I believe it. Mm. I mean, that's basically what I did. I had my worship music on all the time and I just worshiped through it. I mean, literally I was singing, I was crying, I was praying all of it. Um, cause for me, like music speaks to me and like, that's where I feel the closeness of the Lord the most. And so like when I didn't have the words to say, like I could turn on a song and be like, this is the cry of my heart. Like, this is what I need. Like, I need you and I need you to be here and I need you to be present and I need you to show me that there is some kind of purpose in all of this. Hmm. Yeah. I was thinking that too, actually just like seeking the Lord seems to be like the best thing. And I think, uh, something that you said earlier was really good about not like not like feeling like you necessarily need the answers to all the things Uh because it seems like a lot of times the lord doesn't uh just give us those answers like that you know but like when we're in his presence like there's peace and there's joy and there's comfort and there's all these things you know like all the things that like the holy spirit is like comforter counselor you know all these all these different things and we like experience him in that way whenever we're like putting ourselves in the position, even if we're like, this isn't necessarily where I want to be right now, you know, but like, I'm just going to be proactive in this way. Just to touch on that briefly. Cause I feel like I should, um, you went through a phase where you were asking the Lord a lot of questions in general, didn't you? Did. Did that 
get you I anywhere. Did. Well, kind of both. There's been a couple different seasons in my life where I was like, I don't know, hurting a lot and had a lot of questions um, of different things and why things were happening. And like even to this day, most of the questions haven't been answered. Mm-hmm. But I found that, and what somebody said to me um, was like, when you're in the presence of the Lord, like the questions don't matter. And I just found that to be so true. You know, whether it's like theological questions, whether it's heart questions, like you're just in the presence. You're like, oh, this is where I'm meant to be, you know. And I think it kind of relates back to this this aspect of like Adam and Eve being created to be with the Lord and not having like the knowledge of good and evil and being able to like kind of really figure anything out. Like they were meant to just be walking with him in his presence and just like, you know, you don't have to know. And I think like parents with their child, like the parent doesn't have to explain everything to their child of why they do all the things that they always do. There's an aspect of where I'm like, all right, my dad loves me. He's always provided for me. Like, I may not get get what he's doing in this particular moment, but like, you know, I'm trusting that it's in this overall general character that I've known to be true, and I'm convinced of this. So I'm not gonna like freak out or anything, you know. So, anyways, that's good. This might be a weird transitional thing, but um, as you were saying that, it was making me think about the end of Job. Hmm. Did you ever get to read Job? You were telling me. You felt like you were supposed to before we started. I only made it through the first six chapters. But no worries. I was, I was like, okay, Lord, where do you want to go with hope? And he was like, you should sit down and read Job, which honestly made me super frustrated at first because <laughs> when I was going through all of these horrible seasons in my life, I had people that were like, you should read Job. No one wants to read Job when yeah. they're going through horrible seasons like, in their oh, life. Boy. Like, let me read about your misery too. No. But as I was reading through it this time, I was able to like better see like the hope of the Lord in it. And just like, I wrote down a couple of things, but like that hope isn't something that you only have or that you have only when things are good. It's what we cling to when nothing else around us will stand. Like he literally just lost everything, but still would not curse the Lord. Like he cursed his own life, but he would not curse the Lord. And like hope is based on the faithfulness of God and that he is good, not on what we can physically see and experience around us. Yeah. He lost everything, but his wife who told him to curse <laughs> God and die and his friends who told him it was he all must, your fault. He must suck <laughs> because God is punishing him. And he was like, why am I alive? Yeah. Uh, have you read all the way through Job before? I have, but it's been a while. Okay. Spoiler alert. But <laughs> I was thinking about at the end when he's asking God all these, or no, he's been asking all these questions, mm-hmm. him and his friends the whole time. Like, where's God? Is he just, you know, what's going on? And then at the end, God like literally shows up and he's like, where were you when I like poured the foundations of the earth and, you know, Yep. Rained the seas down from the skies and maybe not exactly those things, but he uses all this crazy imagery and Job's like, I have spoken once and I will not do it again. <laughs> and he's like, <laughs> I'm sorry I ever opened my mouth. And that's just how it ends. God's not like, oh, here's why. He's like, I know what I'm doing and I'm God and you're not. And Job's like, okay, fair that's enough. Fine. Fair, fair enough. enough. Fair enough. Brace yourself like a man. For I will question you and you will answer me. 
It's literally what so intense. <laughs> but yeah, it's not encouraging to read when you're struggling. <laughs> no. So read it like, out yeah, before well, you're struggling. Yes. And then it'll <laughs> come in handy later. But um, and then I was thinking about what was I thinking about? Oh, I took a strengths test today because I was thinking about using it for the youth outreach group. But then I remembered that we were not doing all kinds of formal stuff anymore per what the Lord told me. <laughs> but anyways, uh, one of the five things was like self-believer. And I was like, that sounds really lame and worldly. But <laughs> then I read the description and it was like, you're really confident that things are going to work out and that you're going to be okay. And people notice that steadiness in you. And I was like, actually, that's really true. true, that, true but it's that. not like just self-believing. It's like, I know God's going to take care of me. And he's here with me in myself. And so that's where the confidence comes from. And I think that can be a practical way that hope plays out in our lives. Is like, I really have this hope that there's way more than this life. And that gives me the strength to take risks and to keep going forward when it's not looking good and things are getting hard, you know, cause you're like, this isn't it. This isn't all there is. Hmm. And I know God's good. So I have no reason to be concerned. Yeah. And it can provide such a steadiness. Back to what you were saying, um, about not having all the answers. I feel like the Lord is oftentimes like you want like, like physical answers to all of these questions. Like you want me to just be like, okay, and here's the answer to this question. Here's the answer to this question. And he's like, I am the answer. Come on. There you go. Come on. <laughs> Perfect. So good. He's like, I'm the definition to begin with. So <laughs> if you know me, then you know the answer. So good. I find life is just like m pretty much our battle in general is just perspectives. You know, it's like, are you, operating the perspective of like sonship and like kingdom perspective or are you operating in like orphan perspective and worldly perspective you know like it's all this like a battle for perspective that like shapes how we live you know and so i'm just thinking about how much like hope is just this you choosing the perspective of of like the steadiness of the lord you know and letting that like shape everything but it should shape everything like the scriptures are like this is this is what it is and the difference between like you're you're hoping in the lord is that you look like jesus you know versus you're hoping in like your comfort your money or i don't Retirement know whatever yeah account. like um, however that goes you know yeah but like basically if hope isn't like structuring your life to look like Jesus and it's not like continuously like growing in that, then maybe like your hope actually isn't in Jesus. Just a, like a little litmus test maybe to throw out there and kind of just take back to the Lord. Um, but you know, it should be these kinds of things where like everything could explode and yet like, but like you'll have that Psalm 23, like that will like mean something to you. It's not just like, oh, that sounds nice. So I'm going to quote that. Cause it sounds nice. It's like, you're like, no, I freaking relate to this on like a, this is my life, you know? Yeah. So, or like, or we talked about with, you know, the intimacy and surrender episode, like way back, but like, are you sleeping in the boat with Jesus 
it was like not even worried about the storm because there's a hope that's <laughs> so much greater than like this storm that's around you, you know? Ugh. Yeah. I actually got an interesting perspective on Psalm 23 recently. Um, I heard someone say, as it says, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Mm. It says shadow of death. Like, it's you're not even like you're walking through these horrible circumstances that like in worldly perspective like you feel like you're gonna die like you feel like it's the end but it's just a shadow like mm. and you can only walk in that like if you have hope because it that because the lord like has already won the whole situation and oh. the lord has already won in general yeah and i feel like it goes back to like kids like I relate a lot of things in life to kids because I love children, but like children don't worry about if their parents are going to feed them or take care of them. Like it, it's just something that they expect. Like it's just something that they know is going to happen. And like we are his kids and like how much more is like our God going to take care of us and fulfill his promises to us than like we like as humans who are fallible and like trying to take care of other people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's really good. Jesus calls me a yeah. Jesus calls me a sheep. Then ba ba brothers, <laughs> ba ba. <laughs> I like that because it's just it's like the hope. Like the kids' hope is absolutely the parents. Like they can't do anything themselves. You know, thinking yeah. about like Eden or somebody. Like you know, <laughs> she can't do anything. She's like, how old did she? <laughs> One Two? and a half. Yeah, something. One and a half. Yeah, something like that. Like she could do nothing on her own. Yet like. There's not this question in her or a doubt or, like, this feeling of lack. She's like, nope, I'm, this is where I'm supposed to be. This is what's up, you know? Yeah. But <gasps> it's where we're supposed to be. <laughs> <laughs> this is, like, literally everything. It's blowing my mind how, like, foundational hope is, but I just haven't really thought about it like that. Yeah, same. We're, like, learning as we <laughs> do these episodes. For real, half of this stuff just came to me right now. Yeah, I know. That's what I was trying to tell you. It's like once you open up your mouth, it just comes out. It's happening. Yep. I was, yeah. So practically, though, I think we were saying just get on your face. Get on your face. Get on your face. And start buying. And start buying. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know. <laughs> just like listen and go after the Lord. Know yeah. like his, his perspective, there's so much greater than yours, you know. Yeah, a child doesn't go anywhere when they're hurting, but straight to mom or dad and, like, just told me, you know. Come on. So, take notes. All right. Any other thoughts before we ask our fun question? No, I feel like that's pretty good. Yeah. Sounds good. All right. What's your favorite cheesy pickup line? Did it hurt when you fell from heaven? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> You call me a demon? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. You're like, it, it did, actually. It did. I don't... <laughs> yeah. I, you I have, just like, called me thing. Satan. That's what you just said. You know. I know. I can't They're believe like, people ah, use that. That's great. Ooh. I didn't. I was going to do some research and find a really juicy one, but I'm going to have to just go with what I got because I didn't. So, you tired, girl? Because you've been running through my mind all night. <laughs> <laughs> Like, why aren't you sleeping? I don't know. Sounds unhealthy. <laughs> I, I was. You were. Oh, the girl in my dreams. Oh, I'm just gonna go now. <laughs> 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 I 
I'll see myself out. <laughs> <laughs> There's the door. <laughs> um, I have literally no idea. That's what happens when you get married. <laughs> Just lose I never was, all uh, your all your uh, groove. I never was really. <laughs> pickup line kind of got my friends w- and i would come up with like crazy inside joke pickup lines that like nobody else would ever understand but then we'd actually use them so we'd go up to like a girl at the mall and we'd be like oh my gosh <laughs> i to remember there's one that's right there it was like do you like rocks and they'd be like what and you'd be like huh <laughs> just run away but we thought it was hilarious so <laughs> Okay, so but I don't you <laughs> rock. I like diamonds. Diamonds are rocks. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> He's like, whoa! I am not ready for that kind of commitment. <laughs> <laughs> we just met. I don't know. But yeah, just asked I don't know. if you like rocks. I don't. I don't really. Ha- don't really have any. Fair enough. I mean, I only remember like that one, and then yeah, that's pretty much it. I I knew some in Spanish. I <laughs> I I can try one, but I might butcher it. But maybe our Spanish speaking um listeners will appreciate it. Tu eres tanto dulce que me duelen los dientes. <laughs> I mean, I would say yes to anything <laughs> in Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> if I didn't say what I meant to say, you can <laughs> leave a comment. <laughs> Or <laughs> they're like, do I want to stick cheese puffs in my nose? I don't <laughs> <laughs> that is hot. No, no, those are hot Cheetos. No, a hot you Cheetos. don't want to do that. Hot Cheetos. You don't want to do that. Just put them down. It's okay. You walk away. Walk away. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to remember. I used, to, uh, I used to know a whole bunch of Christian ones, but Michael Daniel and I thought they were really funny. Oh, man. Do you even lift his <laughs> name on high? <laughs> I was reading this numbers is such the an other opportunity, day. Though. Oh, you were, and I realized I don't have yours. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I was reading Song of Solomon the other day. No, no. oh wow, no, why, <laughs> no, <laughs> why? Abort, abort. <laughs> oh, never, there we go. We never there ever we go. speak of that book. Ever. <laughs> My favorite is from Song of Solomon, and it's uh. Oh, no. Your hair is like a flock of goats. Yes! <laughs> Your teeth are like sheep just shorn, descending from Mount Gilead. <laughs> uh, I used to know a whole bunch. I don't remember after that, but... Yeah. Slash, there's a few that aren't <laughs> yeah. podcasts. We won't quote the whole thing. PG-13. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Bible's PG-13. I mean, I don't know if that's a pickup line, though, because if you tell me my hair looks like a flock of goats, I'm going to run the other way. <laughs> it probably looks She's real like, I'm bad. Out. And I'm like, I don't, it was the Bible. <laughs> Wasn't meant to so be. So anyways. So anyway. Thanks for joining us. This is like a weird almost dad joke segment, but more like cringy bachelor dad. <laughs> <laughs> cringy bachelor dad. <laughs> Or uncle. <laughs> uncle, yes. <laughs> Pre-dad jokes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pre-dad jokes. That's good. I like that. <laughs> All right, so what's going on at the base that we can share with our dear listeners? Well, we mentioned the DTS coming up. If you're interested or know anybody that's interested, we're trying to get more students. So Getting the gang together. That's uh, Discipleship Training School. It's a 
five to six month training school. Uh, you got three months living here in community and we bring in speakers every week and they teach on different topics and um, it's just really great time of going after Jesus. Then the next two to three months is cross-cultural uh, outreach and this year with COVID stuff, we're not entirely sure what that's going to look like, but yeah, it, most other times preferably it's go overseas. overseas. Yeah. So. There might be an overseas and a stateside. We don't know, but we're praying about it. So if you're interested, if your friends are interested, yeah. Do and it. then there's, yeah. So if you're listening to this in the future, there's almost always a DTS running. So if you're yep. interested or you have friends who are interested, you can reach out even three years from now. There's probably one running. So. Yes. <laughs> that's like the main thing we do here. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's happening. Anything else happening? There is. Um, we got official. Well, semi-official approval for our monthly teen night. Come on. So, um, this month, that'll be on, what was the date again, Andrea? Friday 28th, maybe, of August? Let me just have a look at my calendar real quick. Oh, yep, I'm getting a head nod. I guess we're good. So, yeah, it's Friday the 28th of August, 2020, and, uh... Come all ye teenagers, we all will ye teens. play soccer or football, depending football. on which country you're from, and we'll have some ice cream or popsicles or something afterwards and just hang out. And you can hang out with us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why'd you say that weird? <laughs> I don't know. I just thought it might be incentive. Like, oh, I get to hang out oh, with yeah. Michael and Cody The legendary the podcast. podcasters. <laughs> there will be dad jokes. Oh, there will be. Dad jokes will be. And you can see how bad we are at sports. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I will sit on the sidelines and pant and wheeze most of the time. <laughs> yeah. But y'all can run around the whole time. Get points for me. So, yeah. And then that'll be kind of a monthly thing after, just in general. So, if you're listening later and want to find out when the next one is, you can reach out to us as well. Yep. Oh, and we got a new logo that we're going to be. Oh, yeah showcasing here soon hey we're really so excited we're about it. super excited it's been a few months in the making so it's been one keep your eyes open and uh yeah so if you want to reach out to us about any of those things we are at podcast oh wait no you can reach us at info at ywamnashville.org it's y-w-a-m nashville or or if you want to say something about the podcast specifically, you can email us at podcast at ywamnashville.org. Dot org. Dot org. <laughs> Not dot com. So, yeah. And uh, it's been fun. If you want to support Andrea, oh yeah, <laughs> you can give us a message too and we'll hook you up. Yep. She's awesome. She will appreciate she things. all the prayer she, uh, and finances she can get. She does accounting and stuff now. I don't know if you said that earlier, but yeah, and youth outreach stuff with me. It's been fun. Hi, it's been great. Be our guest. Be, be our guest. Put our, our service to, to the, the test. test. Tie your napkin round your neck, Cherry, and we'll, we'll provide the rest. Uh, <laughs> fresh hors d'oeuvres, forgotten words. <laughs> 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 the end. <laughs> no one says no to Gaston. 
All right, bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week at uh, whenever we see you. 5.30. Yep. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>